Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle, our first for 2022. Thanks for rejoining us again for another big year of what is going to be On The Turnbuckle and some great Australian interviews with some great Aussie wrestlers. Lyle and Walshy, good day to you boys. Very good day, Tony. Good to be back and good to be COVID free. Lyle? How's it going, Wackfuckers? Oh, yes, good, thank you. Very, very good, very good. Uh Jules, hello to you too. You're sitting there and we should say hello to you as well. How do? Great to be back. Back in Australia, back on the turnbuckle. Yep, it certainly is. Well, she, you've got something you want to take to well, task with, Lyle? Yeah, Tony, I was. I got a notification on my phone a few weeks ago that there was an episode of On the Turnbuckle. Yep. I wasn't on it. Were you? Uh, no, but I did uh, record it and Jules, edited were it. You, were you on that? No, didn't know anything about it. None of us were invited to that? What was this? Uh, no, Lyle and I were invited. I recorded it. Lyle hosted it. So you were invited to just be there but not talk? Oh, I didn't know what I was talking about, so there's no use me getting invited. I, 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 I might be the case every week every on this week. show, but... Yeah. Well, you know, I, Tony didn't want to talk, so that was fine. He, I think he was talking about some car racing, so he just needed to push a button. I think Jules was still... In uh, Guantanamo Bay, locked up. Uh, you were very, very sick. Well, she so I had two replacements, Hawko and Owen. I thought oh, very good thought, too. They're very yeah, good. That, they were very good. It was actually one of the first episodes of this podcast that I've listened to. <laughs> then why <laughs> did you say? Why did you announce that we had to re-record the intro because you thought Jules was on it? What? He, he does sound a lot like Hawko. Um, I've got it mixed up plenty of times. No, I thought it was, it was good. It was something different. Um, coming off the the back of the New Japan shows and the Noah uh, cross promotion show, it's just something different. You know, Hawkeye and Owen are big Japanese wrestling fans. Um, That's it. I'm doing a ha- WWE show with Roger. Okay, getting one back. That's fun. WWF. WWF would be better. Roger would love to w- do it. I much prefer yep. WWF. That would be actually all right. Um, yeah. hey, did you see WrestleBrainia has been announced for the comedy festival? No, oh. have yeah. we been announced? No, nah, but I'm pretty sure we'll win. Okay, may as well just send the trophy to us now. Well, you probably still already got, still got it, it haven't I've you? I've still got the trophy reigning, defending. So, I presume I'm not grand announcing or doing the intros or anything for that. Well, look, I don't know. I've got, got to try and get us booked, and then I've got to try and work out how we can win. But no. Yeah, I think that's the only thing keeping. I don't 
I don't think WrestleBrainia actually want us there. They just have to have us well, showing up us for there. default because we're champions. They've, ne- they've never wanted us there. Mm. So, mm. oh, well, keep winning and you get booked to the next show. Smart. Hey, See Jules. you at the Alamo, Satsy. Exactly right. Jules, go get some dinner. And we'll see you back in around about half an hour's time because it's time to introduce our first guest. Someone else who had COVID. I'll tell you what, we had this guy on, was it a year or two years ago? It was last year. Last year. And he was sort of just getting into the business and just starting and just getting his name out there. And then, unfortunately, COVID came and shut everything down. But I'll tell you what, it's been an amazing start to 2022 for our first real guest for the year, well, our first guest for 2022, Emin the Kid joins us. Hello, Emin. Hey, what's up, everyone? Good to be back. Good to have you back, mate, and fantastic to have you starting off the year because, as I said in the little intro there, it's been an amazing start for you with a couple of great three-ways to kick off 2022. Yep, that's right. I feel like this year is going to be my year. I've been saying it for three years. I've been in Australia for three years, three to four years. Every year is going to be my year. But I feel like this year is actually going to be the Golden Boys year. You got really good momentum. And um, I want to start off by talking about the match you've got coming up this weekend, which is your is this your first MCW main event? Yep, it is my first MCW main event in Thornbury. But I did main event MCW Fusion against Brooksy. So, yeah, well, it's your first, your first Thornbury Theatre main event. And... Let's talk about some of the talent that you're going to be in the ring with for this main event because it's a pretty stacked match. And I guess it's also the fun of getting the opportunity to work on one of these like Survivor Series style matches that you grew up watching. Yes. With this being my first ever main event in Thornbury Theatre for MCW, I'm in team business. You know, I wouldn't expect the Malaysian kid to be in such a great team. We've got Slex. Jesus, he, wow, I can't say much about him. He is the best. And I'm facing the likes of the Parea, Rocky Monero. The Philippes. The Philippe brothers. I can't, look, still to this day, I can't imagine me being up in the matchups with all of these guys. But look, here I am today, and, you know, we're going to get the win. I want to make a statement for team business and for MCW, that we are here to stay. And Golden Boy here, man, is just getting started. I'm hot. Yep. Stop being so uh, modest. Um, you're in this <laughs> match because you deserve to be in this match. Um, but, you know, you would have grown up watching these Survivor Series matches. What's it like to be able to, you know, have one and, and play around with all the moving parts that are involved in a match like this? Yeah, like... <sighs> Growing up, like my favorite parts were always the Survivor Series tags because you see all these different kinds of, you know, competitors. Like maybe they, they could be like, for example, they're not on the same. They don't really connect well with each other. But when it comes to teams, like you got to take the ego away and you're a team, you're a unit fighting to beat another team. And that's where we are now. Like we're, we're not a tag team. We're all singles wrestlers, for example, but we're all having the same objective and that's the defeat team icon yeah and it must be easy to motivate yourself when rocky monero is on the other team he's so annoying i just want to shut his mouth <laughs> i understand that totally uh i've only seen you wrestle live twice which is my loss 
And it sure is. Both those times I've seen you have both been in a three-way match. Mm. Uh, your take us through the psychology of a singles match versus a multifaceted match where you've got either three competitors or whether it be a six-man tag or whatever that might be. How much different is the the psychology and the uh, the brain power that it takes to actually go through a game like that, a match like that, compared to a singles match? All right. So from looking from a singles match, you know, you're coming in, you know, you're only facing one opponent. So you can, you know, research about him. You can figure out, you can play around in the match, like test the waters and, you know, you're just facing that guy, for example. But if you're in a multi-man match or in a tag match, for example, there's a lot of things coming in at the same time. It's not just one person you got to focus on. There's three guys, four guys, even five guys. And look, in a tag match, you know, egos might collide when it comes to, you know, being singles wrestlers. There's always going to be conflict. But that's the challenge that we have to overface, that we have to beat. Because Team Icon is a tag team. They're all a unit. They're all together. So that's the advantage that they have. But coming into this match, multi-man matches, they're all different. So it's going to be a big, big task for this weekend, this Saturday, which I'm looking forward to. But definitely singles match compared to a multi-man match, a tag match is way, way, way different. I was having a chat to you on Saturday night and we're talking about um, how far you've come in the last 18 months in Australia. Um, But... We also talked a little bit about the challenges you had as an international wrestler who was established in your home country um, and had a pretty good reputation online. Um, When you got to Australia, what were some of the challenges that you faced engaging with promotions and and getting them to, to give you an opportunity? Okay, so this was a big culture shock to me when I came to Australia from Malaysia. Look, I've been making names around town, around Malaysia, Southeast Asia, Singapore, Philippines, you name it, right? I thought I was on the top of my game at 18 years old. I'm like, oh, I'm a prodigy, right? (laughs) (laughs) My mistake, coming to Australia with this big ego, thinking I'm better than everyone in the world. Nah, you got to check your ego out. That's what I had to learn very quickly. Because like not every company is going to know you. Not, not any, every company is going to know who's Emma and the kid or why should they have me on their shows? So I had to work hard. I had to train very, very, very hard. I'm still training hard to this day, still making names. But that was the first culture shock coming here thinking that I could get booked onto every big major shows. No, that's what I had to learn. Was that a challenge for you mentally? mentally it was a challenge you know there were times where i'm thinking like oh am i am i really that good as i say i am am i really you know am i really the best malaysian wrestler to come out of malaysia around the world i had to think i had to doubt myself i'm like am i really that good but over time i just had to train harder and harder it's not about like thinking like oh if you're so good you're just gonna stop training no, you got to keep on training. You got to keep on paying your dues. And that's what I've been doing for four years in Australia. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Lyle Moore. 
<laughs> well, it's it's definitely paid off with your you know, your natural talent that you had, and you know, continually working hard and building that reputation. Because you might have to change your nickname to M and Everywhere, because it's like every promotion in Melbourne at the minute that has ran a show, you've been on it. So it's working. Whatever you're doing away from the ring, it, it's working. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really happy. What with 2022 being a really good year for me, you know, I wouldn't imagine I would be booked every week on any, on every show, any wrestling show in Melbourne, Victoria, like I'm on it. I, I can't say that to myself, like four years ago, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to be in every show. I'm going to headline every show. Like I wouldn't believe myself, but here I am today. Yeah. And I think when, when Melbourne finally gets into the groove of wrestling and we don't have to worry about lockdowns and everything. You know, there's chances where weekends you could be wrestling Friday, Saturday and Sunday afternoons with, you know, Mayhem possibly running Sundays. You got DMDU running Sundays, you know, busy, busy weekends. Definitely. Yeah. Busy, busy weekend. Yeah. But the funny thing about that is, is Walsh obviously spoke to you about what it was like for you when you first came here. Lyle speaking about what it's like now. That's happened, as you said, in a four-year period. Two of those years of that four-year period have been COVID-affected. So it's happened in even a shorter period than what you may think. Mm-hmm. Like within within the two years of, you know, no wrestling in Victoria or even, even the world, for example, yeah, I was still training hard, even though I had doubts like, oh, like, look, should I even do wrestling because COVID's been hitting every every month, every week, every day, like, when is wrestling going to come back? But no, like other than training hard for myself, I'm also teaching, you know, aspiring wrestlers from Malaysia online. Because like if I'm not there, I still want to bring up new talent from, Mal- from Malaysia, Southeast Asia. Look, we're so close to Australia and we're just in our infancy stages. And I really want more Malaysians or even more Southeast Asian wrestlers to come over to Australia show their talent and show that, hey, we know where you guys been. You know, it's been long for you guys to get the Australian wrestling boom. But I feel like Southeast Asia can do that the same, same way as well. Um, and, I mean, I guess it's fortuitous that you landed um, in Melbourne and ended up with Carlo Cannon, who shares that passion for Southeast Asian wrestling and has really, you and him are sort of spearheading that together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I call him dad now. So I'm his son, Carlo Cannon Jr. I, <laughs> I'm really grateful to have landed in the arms of Mr. Carlo Cannon when I first got to Australia because he has been helping me all this time, training me to be the best version that I can be, as well as assisting me with the Malaysian crew back in Malaysia with Malaysia Pro Wrestling. And, you know, I can't thank him enough for, you know, helping me with anything that I can in terms of keeping wrestling alive in Southeast Asia. So, Evan, you're here in Australia, obviously, on a student visa? Yep, that's right. When, and I speak on behalf of every parent in Australia now, when does that student visa run out? Because, obviously, you probably have to go back to Malaysia at some point. Would you look at then trying to get residency back here in Australia, or would you split your time between Malaysia and Australia? hundred percent. I want to be an Australian citizen, you know, like I've, unfortunately, this is my last year on my student visa, but, 
but I will find a way. There's always ways to, you know, I don't want to go back. I don't want to live in Malaysia because I feel like I could do bigger things. I could help Malaysians even when I'm in Australia because we're so close to each other. And there's so many young people messaging me all the time. They're like, hey, like I've seen you wrestle in Australia. I've seen you wrestle online and I see the Malaysian flag on you. I see the Malaysian flag on your jacket, on your tights, and it's really proud to see my country being everywhere around the world. And yeah. that's what I do at the end of the day. You just got to um, be a student for longer. Look, Cracker Jackson's <laughs> in his 40s and he's still a student. He's still studying. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. He's, it's, it's fine. Just extend it. And also, maybe Carlo can adopt you. Yeah. I mean, like, the already you guys. just got to sign it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe uh, that viral tweet. Uh, maybe you have to delete that. Hopefully, yeah, not, <laughs> child service don't want to see uh, the son getting thrown <laughs> like that. Um, j- just on that viral uh, video, you know, from what is it next week or the week after? It's two year anniversary of uh, that That's ridiculous long. suplex. It's, that is two years yeah. ago. Time flies. Time flies. Yeah, it's crazy. Does that still pop up regularly every now and then? Once in a while, I get notifications like likes on my Twitter or retweet like, oh, this is crazy. All right, two years ago, but like still, I'm popping. That means we're doing something right, me yeah. and Carlo. The amazing thing is two person. years. It's You're two years and only seven thrown. matches. <laughs> You're the only person who's been thrown by Carlo, but he definitely threw you a lot further. That was, I mean, I, I honestly, I didn't know where I was. I was just in the air. Next time I look to the right, I'm on the floor. Well, that's the amazing thing. Well, she didn't know where he was either when Carlo put him through a table. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think the venue was big enough for Carlo to throw him as far as he could anyway. No. Luckily. Oh, lucky I weigh a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when you started to get traction, you've um, the first place that I saw you popping up regularly was PCW, and you won an award there recently, am I right? Yes, newcomer of the year. What does it mean to get in front of a crowd that, and look, the PCW crowd, I don't know if anyone's told you this, they're really hard to win over for guys that are from the outside. Like I've seen some of the best wrestlers in this country go to PCW and really have to work hard for their reaction. I was there for your first match and they were into you almost immediately, which is a credit to you. But What's it like to be accepted completely by a crowd that is so difficult to get over in front of? To me, it's just very humbling that like, look, you're giving an opportunity to what, not even anyone from PCW, giving an opportunity to an outsider, a Malaysian no, no less, to, you know, first debut match. I'm probably thinking in the back, oh, like, am I going to get a reaction? Am I just going to get silence or what? And surprisingly, I got a good reaction and I'm just <laughs> just amazed by, you know, how much support I've been getting over these years. Because I really feel like, look, I feel like I could work harder. I feel like fans, you know, the audiences who support me, I feel like I could give them a better show. That's what I always think. Like, I could do better every time. But I'm, again, like, to summarize, I'm just so grateful with the audiences. You know, with you saying like it's hard for outsiders to get a reaction from the PCW audience. But I felt like over time they just got 
used to me because I'm always there. I would say every week, every couple of weeks, like I'm, I'm facing the big champions. I'm facing the top competitors, like, and I'm I'm beating them or I'm close to beating them, and I guess. What's the word that I'm trying to think of? I guess like, in a way, they respect me. Yeah, they, you feel like you're one of their guys now. Yeah, I feel like I'm part of their family. You know, like coming in, I was a bit shy. I was very, you know me. I'm very, very quiet when it comes to. Yeah, I had to meet you a few like, times before. <laughs> I'm always in my own world. Growing up as a as an only child, I'm very, you know, in my own world. But over time, I'm very happy with the people in PCW backstage as well for for treating me like a family, as well as the fans, the audience at PCW as well. What is that yeah. locker room like? Um, because most locker rooms in Australia are um, guys from everywhere, but that's one that is very much like a team. Yeah. So the PCW guys are very, very, very friendly. Coming in, I was, you know, I didn't really talk the first time I was there backstage. I was shy. I was, I was nervous. I was just going through my matches. But over time, like, to me as well, like every week, every time I go to PCW, I'm on that train from Melbourne Central to Ferntree Gully an hour oh, away, God. there and back. I promised myself, like, I'm going to try and be better. I'm going to talk more, socialize more, be more extroverted and you know, over time, I got really used to them, which is, you know, a blessing coming from a very awkward, shy kid. We'll message you when we're at the show if um, you're wrestling there so you can get a lift time. Oh, <laughs> legends. <laughs> Talking about being a shy kid and, and stuff like that, um, it definitely doesn't show when you step through that curtain, um, when, the, the, when the light is on. How does that transformation happen backstage from, you know, being, oh, I'm, I'm a bit quiet around, you know, the other workers and stuff. But as soon as that light comes on and you go through that curtain, Aman, the kid, the golden boy sort of just switches on. What's that transition like? For me, I, <laughs> I feel like, you know, think I was talking about it earlier, how I was very shy backstage, not talking a lot, just like in my own world. <laughs> Funny as it seems, I feel like I'm saving energy. And then when it's time to like go out, I'm like, whoa, all this energy, like like a pre-workout, but like from me, for example. And I feel like when I put on, you know, the jacket, my gear, like the Malaysian flag on it, I feel like hey, I gotta put on a show. If I if I mess up, I'm messing up for Malaysian wrestling as well. I don't wanna do that. I feel like all the pressure to me is I love pressure. Like Carlo can say this whenever he puts me in a <laughs> really, really like intense predicament with so much pressure, I tend to do everything right, everything correct. So that's why I feel like when I go, the lights shine on me. I'm like, okay, I cannot mess this up. I'm the golden boy. I'm the best wrestler in the world in my head. I'm going to put on the best show for these audiences who came to pay to see me. Are you... Are you a strong critic of yourself? Oh, heaps. I, uh, every time I'm back home, like coming home from a show, I'm watching clips or even full matches the next day. I'm just watching a TV with my girlfriend who doesn't really watch wrestling. And I'm just like critiquing everything I see. Like, babe, look, like you see how I wasn't doing this clean? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's a it's a weekly occurrence of me critiquing every small thing that I can because I you know I'm never satisfied with what I present. I feel like I could be better. I could do things differently, and you know, just small aspects which I think could help the long way. And do you take it to the extent where not only are you critiquing yourself, but then do you take that to someone like a Carlo and say, "Have a look at this for me. I'm really not happy with what I did here. What do you think?" Yeah, definitely. I always go to Carlo or like, look, I, I just want to get the best feedback possible from the greatest minds of people. You know, I always ask because I really want to know what I'm doing, what I could do better, what am I doing right, what am I doing wrong. Mm. You know, I just want to be not perfect, but I just want to be the best. You had a good match on Saturday night. And I know that when I spoke to you after the match, you were happy with it. I spoke to your opponent, Matt Diamond. He was happy about it. What was it like wrestling, um, you know, one of Australia's probably most underrated, unfortunately, but he's one of Australia's best wrestlers in front of a crowd that had never seen him before and had only seen you a couple of times. And what was that like? And how did you win the crowd over? I was, uh, when I found out that I was going to face Matt Diamond, I went bonkers, you know, that's one of my dream opponents. Like, it's always in my head, so it's Robbie, Matt Diamond and all these other Aussie wrestlers, yeah? when I got the text, I was like, no way. No freaking way I'm facing Matt Diamond in two weeks' time. <laughs> I, I mean, oh, all right, I can do it. But facing him uh, in a crowded death match down under, for example, you know, that was my second appearance in, in DMDU. And I felt like, you know, for the first appearance, my debut, like, you know, I, I felt like the crowd was there for me, but not 100%. And the second time when I had Matt Diamond, I was expecting like 50% for me and 50% for Matt Diamond or like 70, 30, 70 for Matt Diamond. But hey, once they came out, everyone started chanting Golden Boy. I was like, whoa, am I dreaming or is this real? Right? then I must be doing something right because it's only my second time in DMDU and everyone's already chanting my name against Matt Diamond. Matt Diamond, who's one of the best in Australia, but they're chanting my name and not Matt Diamond's. All right. Yeah, I think um, Melbourne wrestling crowds have taken you to heart, um, which mm. is a really good sign. Much. Um, Do you, in in regards to the preparation, sorry, for a, a match like Matt Diamond, do you just go into the ring and, and, and do your thing and train your thing? Or do you actually go back and watch videos of some past matches of Matt and work out strengths and weaknesses of his and then go into the ring and work on those? Is, is preparation for wrestling matches that technical now? So when I found out I was facing Matt Diamond, of course I went over to YouTube, any, any sites, anything to watch any Matt Diamond matches. You know, I'm like, I'm, I've got to face this guy. So I've got to know at least a couple of things that he yep. has done, his repertoire, his arsenal, whatever he does. Like, i got to find out. Because I'm not, I don't want to walk in clueless, like, oh, it's just Matt Diamond. I'll just do whatever I want. No, I really researched about him. Like, I, I you know, again, like, he's one of my dream opponents. So I really did watch Matt Diamond way before. I became a wrestler as well, like all that stuff. Before I came to Australia, I knew who Matt Diamond was. So coming into this match, I'm like, oh, I know Matt Diamond in the back of my head. Like, I'm, I'm ready for it. Like, 
physically, I don't know, but mentally, I'm like, oh yeah, let's do it. I think the I think the real winners are the fans because I think in the you know in the next year or two, we're probably going to see that rematch pop up a couple of times over different promotions in Melbourne, you know, Sydney. Um, the fans will be excited for more rematches popping yeah, up. And I'm year. excited for that. I'm so excited for that. I mean, you've both uh, been announced for Renegades of Wrestling. Um, what was it like to get the contact about this new promotion that's starting and, and to be in on the ground floor? To For them to pick me as one, one of, like, the early reveals of the roster for Renegades, I'm like, me? Again, I'm always doubting myself, like, me? You really want me? You know, that, that was my first reaction. But... um. I'm really blessed to have all these opportunities because like, it's not, it's not every time you see like an Asian face or a Malaysian face on big posters on big companies around the world. And it's, you know, growing up, I didn't really see that much Asians in wrestling other than those stereotypical gimmicks and characters. So I really wanted this to be the pinnacle, like where everyone looks up like, Hey, if, this kid who started wrestling at 13 years old can do this and he's making names in Australia, then I can do this, you know, for the kids, for the people in small countries like Malaysia, Indonesia, Singapore, like. Even know, in Australia. A role model for everyone. Even in Australia, like um, my partner's Asian and um, she's always talking about representation and how important it is. Um, the fact that you don't see a lot of um, Asian faces at the top of certain pursuits and wrestling is one of them. So um, what you're doing is really important to a lot of people. Yeah, I hope so as well. I really do. Well, ho- hopefully. You... Sorry, Lo. I was just saying, you know, Renegades being a national promotion, obviously everything goes successful. The promotions always like to dip their toes into, you know, maybe cross-promoting with New Zealand. Uh, maybe they could cross-promote with Malaysian pro wrestling. Yeah, Ooh, that is <laughs> gears are turning up in my head right now. <laughs> they haven't had their first um, show yet, Lyle. Ah, uh, don't worry, it's <laughs> fantasy booking one hundred and one. Two for the uh, stars. But my question was going to be based around that as well. Now that you're part of a national program, does your girlfriend realise that you're going to be like one of the hottest properties around Australia? There's going to be women just wanting you, and well, it's going to be uh, tough. Oh, I love Tony. <laughs> I understand that, but sometimes we get tempted by the fruit from the tree. Well, she. <laughs> I don't, it sounds I, like, I it sounds like you've just watched it. From, yeah. Lyle and I would like to distance ourselves from Tony's question. <laughs> it sounds no, like but what I'm watched... saying is, there's going to be a no. lot of there's going to be a lot of people out there cheering for this boy around Australia. It's going to be a superstar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah! If all the girls come on to me, you know my missus, she's ready with a bat at the back. You know, just waiting <laughs> for the right opportunity. That's it. There you go. That's and that's the right want. answer. It sounds you know, like you just watched the Shane Warne documentary, uh, Tony. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I've also seen Emmons partner um, training down at Carlo's, um, doing some workouts there. So, um, I think the uh, I think steer clear. Yeah, yeah she's not okay. to mess with. Yeah, you yeah. can I look but not touch. As well. Fair yeah. enough. Hey, uh, did we get any questions from listeners or anything that we need to throw towards Evan? No, but I didn't ask for any. So yeah, okay. I, I, I had one from a regular listener. Yeah. Um, uh, not being humble, you can be totally honest. Who's 
ring jacket is better, yours or Matt Hayter's? Oh, definitely mine. Look, like he's got he's got good jackets, but come on, yours. Golden good. Boy's jacket's always the best. Like doesn't doesn't match up with anyone else's. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a good answer. Who who yeah. made that jacket, Evan? So I made. Yeah. So the one, it was Lex Seamstress, the ones from Sydney that made my gear. But I've got Malaysian people who designed my gear as well back home. Excellent, fantastic. Well, we before we wrap it up, uh, I'm going to run a listener competition at this point in time, and I'm going to give away two tickets to MCW Fusion February. Uh, oh, as part of this, those tickets, the hmm, question, there's not many the, tickets. There's not many tickets to that show. Like, no, that's all right. Max. I know Rowan will look after us with two tickets for our listeners on this. It's on the 26th of February, 6.30 to 9 o'clock, MCW Fusion February in Somerton at headquarters. And the question is, what brand of toilet paper does Emin use? Eva. <laughs> it's in the background of our shot, and we'll put our shot up after we reveal what brand it is so if you want to get onto our socials and let us know what brand of toilet paper emin uses then <laughs> you could win yourself two tickets to mcw fusion february i hope you have these tickets tony or else you're yeah you haven't just them. you haven't just shot off you, no um... no I'm, I'm sure we can work something out <laughs> oh you've just shot off have you <laughs> i'm sure well, i can work something out rowan it's a great show tickets. coming up fusion february saturday 26th that's at the training academy tony it's, it's a very academy academy at headquarters it's a small venue mate it's i hope you already got these well, tickets i tell tony. you what if i can't get fusion february tickets i'll get ballroom brawl tickets <laughs> 12 months away that's all right we'll give something away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get onto our socials let us know what brand of toilet paper emin uses Yes. <laughs> Mate, it's been a real pleasure having you along uh, for a chat today. It really has. And uh, we only wish you the best in 2022. We definitely wish you the best in trying to get your visa converted to residency here in Australia <laughs> at the end of 2022 so we can selfishly see you again in 2023. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. I had so much fun talking to you all. Good on you, mate. Thanks, Thanks for joining us. Emin the Kid. Joining us here on the turnbuckle. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Welcome back. Second segment of the show. Shane McMahon's music being used there. I wonder if they have to change that up when he goes to AEW. Anyway, let's welcome Jules to the second half as we always do. Hello, buddy. Hello. How you doing? Uh, great chat too, boys, by the way, with uh, Emin. That kid is uh, definitely going places. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of him, um, both as a wrestler and as a, as a person. Looks like every promotion's a big fan of him too, Tony. They're, everyone's booking him at the minute. His weekends are going to fill up real quick. Yeah, certainly are. Uh, all right, let's get straight into business because there's plenty to talk about for our first show for the year. Well, first, I want to welcome Jules back to Australia. Oh yes, Jules. exactly. After a uh, after catching an extended COVID in stay England. in the motherland. 
Yeah, look, I'm 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 not gonna say that's what you get for going to Revpro and hanging out in Brit Britrest. It's another crisis at Britrest, full of absolute arseholes giving you COVID. That's yeah. all right. I got it here, so you didn't have to travel to catch it. No. Anyway, yeah, catching something back. at a wrestling show, that's probably the low one of the low. <laughs> yeah, probably one of the safest things you can catch at a restaurant nowadays. Yeah, probably. Is. I mean, I've—it's not even wonder that you caught um, COVID at a wrestling show because I've heard that there's um, a basin in that toilet in the men's toilet that's never been used. <laughs> not a lot of hand washing. Not, well, not the the bowl itself. Yeah, some of the surfaces, but not a lot of hand washing at wrestling shows. It's fair to say. What's what's a basin? Let's get into the show. Uh, plenty to talk about, as we said. We'll kick it off with the WWE. Royal Rumble Backlash, boys. Thumbs up or Ooh. thumbs down for the Royal Rumble of 2022? Oh, thumbs right down. Right yeah. down. Two. Two thumbs down. I'll, I'll give it some front lash, though. Is that the opposite of backlash? Front lash? Front yeah, lash. I suppose so. Yep. Whiplash, maybe. <laughs> Look... Go, Jules. I want to hear oh, some positivity. I'll give, I'll give, I'll, 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 I'll give you a thumbs couple. Up. I'll give you a couple, right? Celebrities, really well booked. Bad Bunny, Correct. Johnny Knoxville, both really, really well booked. Um, and Brock Lesnar being your absolute booking himself into all of the top spots, like over Babyface, totally into that. And fun fact... He's the fourth person to win from number 30. And when I tell you who the other three are, that, oh, do you know who the other three are? Um, Cena, one of them. Cena, yep. Was Triple H one of them? Triple H, yep. Was Hogan? Was it Batista when he came back? No. No. Come on, we're giving you Undertaker. three, two. Undertaker. So he's in the company of Undertaker, John Cena, and Triple H, who have carried the company on their backs in various phases. So I think that's that's a nice little thing, a nice little fact for and me. That's so. probably the that's probably actually the level that he's on with those yeah. guys, at least for sure. Oh, yeah. In the well, company, I mean, uh, look for me, a real fight. That's for sure. For me, it was for me it was really predictable to what was going to happen. But all we saw was basically what we used to watch as kids. When it first, when the Royal Rumble first started, you you replace someone like a Lesnar with a, a whole a Hogan or someone like that back in the day, and that's all it is. So all they're doing is giving the kids of now day what we got back in no, our day. I don't think the kids of now loved Hogan like kids. No, back but then they, loved but, Hogan. but you don't reckon they love Brock like that? Not like not like Hogan, no. Mate, maybe in more recent times with the cowboy hat and him being a bit more funny with the ponytail and stuff, but the way he's been booked the last couple of years, I don't think he was aimed at kids. Look, my, my, my main issue with it, I thought, like you said, it was predictable and I thought it was boring when it come to... We've been conditioned. We didn't... Our expectation is like su surprise entrance and you know, some nostalgia. That's not because we've made that up. WWE have conditioned us that that's what the Royal Rumble is now. And to not get that on the back of the women's match and Ronda Rousey having a surprise in the middle of the pay-per-view, I didn't understand. Match. Yeah, I didn't understand. If you're going to put the men's one on last and not have those kind of surprises, 
maybe the if the two rumbles were reversed, it would have been different. Tell you what, Ronda Rousey got one of the biggest pops for a long, long time. Cool. It's not even for me. Like it's like the women's match was look, it was sloppy in parts, but it was a more enjoyable watch because you were genuinely happy to see people that you hadn't seen for a long time. Um, and that's, as Lyle said, part of the magic of the Royal Rumble. And the men's match was just full of guys who were tag team wrestlers, lower card wrestlers. They've got no, like Bobby Roode came out and you could have heard a pin drop. Yeah. They definitely should have changed his music. How he, I think they're trying to work out how he hadn't been let go in the last lot of releases. Like that's the reaction he got. Um, there was there was just nothing. It was like I'm looking at the ring and it's full of, and this is nothing against the guys in the ring. They're just not had not been elevated to to that level yet. You've got Chad Gable who probably had the, my, one of my most enjoyable spots in the match when he came up with the plan to get rid of Omos. But you had him in the ring. You got Otis. You've got um, Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Like they're not exciting. I'd argue, though, you know, you say that the Montez no Ford's nostalgia. Partner. What's his name again? The Street Profits. Yeah, the other Street Profit. The, the, the genetic of the Street Profits. Dawkins. Yeah, he's yeah. in the ring. He's hopeless. But if you've already got your nostalgia pops and your surprises in the women's match, I'd argue that if you do it the same in the men's match, you just it's just formulaic. Surely, well, give, me, the, give the, me an NXT guy then. Give me Bron Breaker. Yeah. Give but me. The, but, Give me someone. But that, that's that's what I was saying. Maybe if it did flip-flop the and the women's match main event, uh, then hmm. you go off with Ronda Rousey pointing, the... at, pointing at the burning sign, uh, <laughs> burning fans down. Because um, in my head, and maybe, you know, maybe it's just the jaded wrestling fan, it's like, shit, if in the second match that's... of the show they've given us that dynamic, ginormous uh, hmm. surprise, what have they got planned for the men's? Like, yeah, you know, and maybe that. that's just working myself up as a wrestling fan, but I've been conditioned watching Royal Rumbles over the last couple of years. We had Edge come back in one. You, you know what I mean? I know every year it's not going to be an Edge type. But, you know, give us something. Like well, she said, it was all mid-card. There was no other this than is... Brock. Uh, uh, what's the Scottish bloke's name? Irish guy's name, sorry. I've gone a black. Drew. Scottish, McIntyre. It's got, yeah, it's Mac- Scottish. Ma- yeah, Mac McIntyre, him as a surprise. How many people in that ring? You don't have been gone for six. Yeah, how many guys in that ring could have could have won? Six. You know, they basically just told us the token championship they gave to Big E was that a token? Because they just threw him out like he was nothing after you know Kofi botched. You know, I didn't even Kofi try and might have thrown the rest of the match. Out of I, I, th- I think it did. <laughs> I think if, if that had have landed and whatever they had planned and whatever they had planned for Biggie later on, if that had gone according to plan, I think we'd all be talking about that. Yeah. And, and he, like Randy Orton, obviously, you know, we probably don't think he's going to win this stage of his career, but that's his, he's in his hometown. He's only in a few minutes. Maybe with what we heard afterwards and him and Shane McMahon having issues, maybe he just wanted to eliminate himself and get out of Dodge, uh, basically. Um, I just thought it was poorly booked and well, Probably why. I thought it was lazily booked. Um, but look, they made a rod for their own back because having Brock win meant that they had to have that go on last. But Brock didn't need... Brock's already got a story with Roman. I don't know that you needed 
the Royal Rumble. They could have really started the story for someone else to go to Lashley with the Rumble, but Look, it is what it is. Maybe it's just because I haven't watched WWE for years, but there was enough there that made me think it was a Royal Rumble that was worth watching. I had absolutely negative expectations. And to be honest, I wasn't prepared for Randy Orton's moustache, and it was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> It was a mid-90s Royal Rumble for me. Yeah. But maybe, you- maybe, the, maybe that's what I, yeah, like what I was saying. We've been conditioned to expect, and you haven't watched it in a couple of years, so it's that expectation to, hey, I'm just going to enjoy a Royal Rumble, which it is. Royal Rumbles are fun. They they all they can be. Um, yeah, maybe that's what it was. Expectations. There's a first running the big dog. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I definitely <laughs> thought one of the great uh, nostalgic pieces of the women's Royal Rumble was uh, the entrance of uh, Mickey James, the Impact Champion. Ah, that that's that's not a nostalgia pop. That is the uh, absolute. Well, no. Um, what I mean by nostalgic yeah. is it'll be something that'll be remembered for a long time. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I would have brought out my trash bag if I was Mickey James. <laughs> I dragged over the shoulder. Yeah. Uh, I like thought, and she dumps the drosy. Yeah. And she was treated like a star. It wasn't just a, yeah. a token spot to, hey, let's get, we need more women in this 30 uh, women battle uh, Royal Rumble because we've she was uh, more like a star all. in that match than she did her whole last run at WWE. <laughs> and, and TNA chance. It was just amazing. Yeah. Anyway, if you don't if you don't agree with our assessment of the Royal Rumble, please feel free to let us know on our socials, and uh, we'll be happy to uh, hear your thoughts. One other thing that did come out of the Royal Rumble was the fact that Shay McMahon gave Tony Khan some free tickets front row, and has now who been released. Gave who free tickets? What's his name? Not oh, Khan. You said no. What is it? What, Tony Khan. What, what was the great um, Pakistani all rounder? Uh, Imran and Khan. Politician? Yeah, that's Tony's last name as well. So, Tony Imran. Nah. <laughs> I don't know his middle I'm not sure of his middle name. Um, uh, surely you've got him up on Wikipedia by now. Tony Khan uh, was But given... Frankie Smoes is going to be complaining about this on the Observer bloody guest board like he does on every other guest board. <laughs> the show anyway, went too long and Tony doesn't is, know who Tony Khan is. Is there any truth to the rumour that Tony Khan was given free tickets by Shay McMahon and now he's been released by his dad? No, okay. Uh, it's a half. I don't know, but I, I think as a as a billionaire owner, your son's got to mess up pretty bad for you to uh, sack him, doesn't he? Um, like I don't think he's going to go without. I'm pretty sure he's got some stock options, and you know he's going to be well looked after. But <laughs> no, I've heard he's doing BCW next month. Well, he he, <laughs> he should. <laughs> to be to be honest, he uh, I don't know. That's there goes his introduction. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I just I want to see him tag somewhere with uh, Matt Cadona. I just think that would be money. Oh, He's killing it everywhere. Tag with someone that I like. It's not like, about um, what you like. Braun Strowman. No, Ted DiBiase or nothing. <laughs> junior or senior? Ted DiBiase. No, Can Junior. It, yeah, do the whole thing. Ted DiBiase and his kids like facing serious legal problems. Uh yes, yes they are. Will he end up at AEW? No. <laughs> I couldn't have, but I, I wouldn't like have thought so. It. As a plant by WWE <laughs> to stuff it them would, up. It would be amazing. It would be amazing, actually. Um, like, here comes the money. Yeah. yeah. Um, we wish Shane all the best. His his future 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 yeah. <laughs> did, he, did his stuff get sent in a trash bag like Mickey James, or did he have time to get his stuff? I think he got a full dumpster. 
<laughs> he's, got, he's got a big office. <laughs> more than just a locker, than just a locker's worth. I, I just like the, the stroke that Brock Lesnar's got. He look at Vince and go, so it's either me or your son. No problem, hey, Brock. He's I gone. think it was Bad Bunny that said that. I, <laughs> I, need, a- I need to change our wording because I can't have us talking about rubbish heading into our next discussion, which is Richie Taylor's last match. Because there's nothing rubbish about this man. And from all my understanding, there was definitely nothing rubbish about the uh, the food on offer as well. Richie Taylor definitely composts most of his rubbish and recycles for starters. Yeah. He's a better human than, than us. Hey, I do that stuff. No, probably not. Yeah. I'm talking about us three. Uh, Jules is probably a good bloke. Jules, how was the vegan option? Uh, I, I know, and anybody who follows me on Twitter knows that I wrote normalize um, career wrestling shows because I'm telling you, you worry about going into a basement venue with a, a tightly. Is that why it was so hot in there? And honestly, you thought it was going to be a disaster. It was amazing, right? The food not only was amazing quality from the Crossways guys, Krishna guys, big up to them. I was talking um, about the. I was talking about the vegan option being Richie. Anyway, Jules, before you go on, I spoke to the poor people sat behind you at the wrestling. Oh. And, um, they said no more curry at wrestling. <laughs> I, tell, I tell you, it, I did see people walking past with the plates and the food did look great. Yeah. It was just too hot in that venue for me to stand and eat a curry. So I didn't try. I think that's time. why it was hot. It was the gas, cooking the in there. It, spelled. <laughs> it was hot down there. It was it was a hot wrestling show. Frankie and... walked out. Did they use your hot sauce, Jules? <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't need no. it. Don't it need was it. it was quality enough. It was spicy enough. But look, I think food of wrestling shows has a lot to um, be desired. Normally, leaves a lot to be desired. But this was great, and I think uh, it's more of it. Great. But should no, we I'll talk take... about wrestling? Yeah, yeah Richie's Richie, last Richie, match. Richie's last match. Take us through. I, I thought they were going to go a sixty-minute Broadway. Well, those blokes, those two blokes worked their ass off. Sent out Richie on a high. Richie refusing to go out looking at the lights. Yeah. (laughs) Joel can't even win in death match, even in someone's retirement match. The MDU's greatest loser, Joel Bateman. (laughs) (laughs) He should come out Uh, to believe it or not. (laughs) Greatest Australian loser. Someone should nah, steal it. Yeah. For real, I can't uh, wait to watch it on IWTV because then I'll be able to see how great it was without having to watch it through tears. Yeah. It was a nice shot of you and Richie embracing after the match. Yeah, cried, balling my eyes out. But no, it's not about me. It's about that match. And and honestly, from a wrestling standpoint, and I'm, and I'm going to stand by it, that that match was um, main event worthy, not just because of what it meant, but because of how it was wrestled, um, I thought that that's the first time they've wrestled, right? And it's yeah, like they've, right. they've wrestled each other for years. It was incredible. Yeah. A I friend of Rick- mine who was a friend of Richie's was there on Saturday night and never been to a wrestling show before. He's a music guy. Um, and he was messaging me on Sunday wanting to catch up for a beer so that he can ask me the millions of questions he had because he said it was one of the best nights of entertainment that he'd ever experienced. And if it shows if we can get new eyes on the product, we can definitely create new wrestling fans because people don't get how fun it is to be in a room like that. Yeah. 
I, I see both both guys left it all in the ring. Obviously, Joel wanting to give Richie the best match possible. Yeah, Richie wanting to go out on a high. I thought having the majority of the locker room coming out mm. and you know probably brought more tears to your eyes when that happened, Jules, when they were pounding the mat, chant, the you know, chanting for Richie. It was amazing. Look at the the spectacle of the whole thing uh, as a whole segment was amazing. And then at the end. Having the video package. Oh, the gimmick um, infringement. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, stealing all our interviews. As soon as that came up, I'm like, hang on. I've seen this. <laughs> yeah, so no, I, I thought, it, thought it was really good. A better way you couldn't send out a guy like Richie. Um, yeah, definitely. A plus. Yeah. I've enjoyed um, seeing just... Richie on socials. Um Putting, putting over people the last few days um, and um, seeing him say things like putting JXT over as what he, what he thinks is one of the best heels in the country at the moment. Like those guys probably, oh, it's fair to say, haven't always got along um, in real life or hmm. in the ring. But it's, it's good to see blokes be able to put that aside and, and give each other props for, for what they've meant to each other's careers. Yeah. All, all, all I'll say is that whether you're a fan of Victorian wrestling, of Deathmatch Down Under, of wrestling in Australia or wrestling anywhere, the noise in that main event from the people around the ring and the fans around the ringside is got to be something to behold. So, yeah, check it out on IWTV TV when it comes out. Uh, 16th of February, 1 o'clock in Australia. I hadn't heard this, guys, until I saw it on the rundown, but uh, Mark Cage parting ways with wrestling. What's happened there? Um, oh, you announced uh, on a Facebook post yesterday that he's going to have a break from wrestling. Um, I've heard he wants to try his hand at a different sport and, and, and train for that. So, I mean, good on Mark. He's meant a lot to that company, PCW. He's been a trainer. He's been a yeah. booker. He's been their champion and them, and in the main event basically for the last four years. Um, and he's a nice guy more than anything. Um, so I wish him luck with whatever it is he's planning to do next and selfishly, hopefully he comes back in a couple of years refreshed and we get to see another run. Yeah. No, good. Yeah. He wants to try something else. You know, everyone over the last couple of years has probably had time to reflect on things they want to do. And um, yeah, taking a chance, having a crack at something else. I think it will be missed in PCW because he does wear a lot of hats uh, there. Um, not just on screen. Wrestler with that. Uh, uh, wrestler with hats. Um, there's, there's Lyle getting wrestlers with hats over again. Hey, yeah, 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 easy. Big easy. fan that, of Corey. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, good luck. And, yeah, like what she said, hopefully he does come back one day. Hey, Lyle didn't put it on the run sheet, but do you guys want to know who Renegade's announcement this week is? Oh, who? Uh, it's Kingsley. They're putting together a really mm. good women's division. Yeah. And it's going to be a focus, I think. Um, yeah, so Kingsley is a renegade. Well, I suppose it's a real opportunity for a company to do that, isn't it? There's not many good women's divisions around Australia at the moment. Well, I mean, not, not a lot of good not women's advantage. wrestlers, but yeah, they've, yeah, they've not, the not collectively. No, collectively, yeah, correct. They're so spread out. Um, a lot of great in... women wrestlers, there's no doubt about that, but there's no real great collection of them. Yeah, I think it's an advantage of being that national, having that national footprint, is that they can, um, they can use everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and obviously, and 
PWA and DMDU have got a lot of fantastic uh, women's wrestlers, but they don't have a women's division. They run through as just the one division. So um, this will be a point of difference. Yeah, which is fantastic. Now, uh, just a bit of an update on our competition from earlier with uh, Em and the Kid. The one you announced without a prize when you didn't well, even have the, the one, prize. Well, the, the prize that I announced without actually having tickets. The one uh, that you went rogue on. Since, have you, have since we actually announced the competition to this point, I did send an email off to the management of MCW who have come back to me to say that they are more than happy to help us and with two voice. tickets for this week. For this week? For this week, for this Saturday. So, Wowee. Yep, so we've got a couple of tickets to Thornbury Theatre this Saturday. If you can guess what brand of toilet paper is used by Em and the Kid, hit us up on our socials. Thank you very much, Rowan. Let's head you, to our next topic. You're wiping the sweat off your forehead now, Tony. That very you much that so. <laughs> <laughs> very much so. Uh, DMDU review, boys. We went through one of the matches, but there was plenty more on offer. Uh, yeah, I mean, we spoke to Emin already. Him and uh, Matt Diamond had a fantastic match. And Jessica Troy and Royce also had a really good match. Um, really enjoyed both of those. I, I listed that. I had, um, you know, JXT versus Shazza. Um, better than it had any right to be from my perspective. <laughs> that was my fantastic. exact word. Um, I thought that Mad Dog versus Lockie, for a number of reasons, the storyline stuff that they're building is fantastic. Um, the AWA tribute jackets from the anti-deathmatch party. Um, and can, can I give a shout out to a, a person in that match who popped me huge? And that's Katie Lux. When the crowd were chanting tap, tap, tap for Lockie, and then he put a submission hold on Mad Dog, and she just turned to the crowd and started chanting tap sarcastically, that popped me more than probably anything else for the night. <laughs> And Mad Dog's rest, Mad Dog showing everyone what a lot of people already know that he's just a great Matt wrestler. But Mad Dog Matt is Dog. a Mad Dog, yeah. yeah. And the story of that match it told itself. It was really good. It, had, it was what it had to be. I thought, like in this, you know, sometimes like in a scramble match, it can be hit and miss. Obviously, you know, had the the scare of uh, Roderick falling. Yep, shout out to Bobby Johnson, who's he's okay. Um, he's okay. Mild concussion. It could have been a lot worse. We did fear. I thought he was dead. We did fear it was a lot worse. Jules, you were ringside. What, what was it like being right under it, basically? Uh, it was perhaps the most terrifying spot that I've seen close up. Um, and when you can see someone that close up and they're not moving and – the, the legit fear from everyone around and when people yeah. who are close to them are absolutely looking horrified. Um, yeah, it was horrifying. Everything I, I, I hate about, about wrestling is that worry. Yeah. We were standing with um, some wrestlers who trained with him and to see them not able to look, like you knew it was bad. Mm. But honestly, the result is as good as it could possibly have been. Oh, definitely. Um, Take a mild concussion every day of the week for how he fell. You know, well, I mean, it was how tall's York? Six three, six four. So, yeah. So for anyone who wasn't there, he was on top of York's shoulders in the ring, um, and slipped, and basically it was like diving into an empty pool. So yeah. it could yeah. have been much worse. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but you know, just that sort of took us out of the match. Obviously, 
But once he got up on his own um, with some help, I think this could be a star-making performance for York. Um, I think there's something there with him. He connects with the crowd Huge. as soon as he walks out. Um, I'm excited. It's to a see, good song. You know, it's a good song. But I he connects with that crowd, and I want to see more of him. And I, I assume that's what the scramble's for. Get one or two people out of that. Hopefully, they've got a story. Um, you know, Kid Valiant is looking better every time you see him. He gets over with the crowd as well. Um, yeah, so taking away the scary moment of it, I think there were some bits and pieces to pick out of there for the future. But it's a, a wonderful reminder that this thing that we enjoy is people putting themselves through incredibly difficult and dangerous situations for our entertainment. And whether people get injured or people have scary spots or not, it's a reminder to just respect everyone who gets in that ring, whether they're your favourite or they're not. They're, they're putting it on the line for you. Yep. It's also a reminder that it ain't fake. What? What? Yeah. What does just that mean? Just for anyone who thought it might have been. Can't fake gravity, Tony. No, we, well, you can't <laughs> fake injuries either. That's the thing too. Uh, well, Rev can. Pro, Aussie Open, and Charlie Evans. Yeah. I thought this this was a really good show. Have you watched it all yet, Jules? Yeah, I've watched like uh, everything apart from one of the undercard matches. Yeah. I, I thought this was a great card. The crowd was hot. Um, I thought it was a return to form for Rev Pro. Um, it's, it's, it's outstanding. Look, your call is a, is a cauldron anyway. It, it's a great venue. And if anyone gets the chance, obviously, please take it. But um, look, to see, it, it's like when you look at the people who are on it, Shota Umino, Yotsuji, Gabriel Kidd, Alex Coughlin, you've got Will Ospreay, you've got, you know, a lot of New Japan. You've got Charlie Evans, Aussie Open. It, it's pretty much a super fed at, at Brit Rest for people who like New Japan and Australian wrestling. So um, it's... Start with high stakes and just take it from there. You win, yeah. a, you win a month early, mate. Yeah, I was in Southampton, so lucky enough to see Yotsuji, obviously. Um, but, yeah, look, this this card was was incredible. And the fact that that crowd, after, a, a what, around 30-minute 30 30 tag team title match with Aussie Open against another Aussie fade, uh, TK Cooper, and um, with Chuck Mambo, that crowd was still hot for that main event. Um, and that tells me that when you get storylines right and when you get the crowd right, then wrestling is the best thing in the world. Yeah. Well, I think this just solidifies what Will Ospreay is. I think people that they don't watch him now because he's a, you know, he does flips and everything, they're not watching him because, yeah, he did some of that. But the story, wow. he is the biggest heel in wrestling at the minute. And that's the first time I've seen Michael Oku work. He's the biggest baby face in pure, pure baby face and pure heel. This is uh, an old school match with some, you know, high risk stuff put in. What they end up going, 38, 40 minutes? Yeah, 40, 42 minutes. Yeah, yeah. using Oku's family and his girlfriend and, you know, working that semi-shoot stuff that you weren't sure was that planned. It blew me away. That, that's probably the best match I've seen for the year. Um, you know, and it's not just work rate, the storytelling inside the match. You know, I'm looking forward to Michael eventually beating Will Ospreay. That's, yeah. That has to be that has it's, to be going forward. It's a story they've been telling for two years plus, and I'm going to make a big call. 
Oku Osprey was better than Okada Osprey in the Tokyo Dome. Mm. And the reason is because watching it back is a joy. Uh, yeah. And you don't know where it's taking you. And I'll tell you what, it didn't start slow either. That yeah. was a 40-minute banger from start to finish. And I don't want to spoil it for people. Please go and watch it. But the last sequence, the, the third act of that wrestling match, Hidden Blades, just, yeah, just watch it. Incredible match. Yeah, this, ma- this match right up Welsh's alley for storytelling. Yeah, three-act structure, which he... That's how he wants his wrestling. It was amazing. That's how I want was, all my stories. Yeah, it, it, it this, this a, is it. This this is top level. The best baby face you can find, and the best yeah. heel meeting in the ring with the hot crowd. For uh, for those of who don't know how to find Rev Pro and where to watch it, like me, uh, where do we go? Oh, hit me up for my RPW on demand password. No, okay. RPW on demand <laughs> app. You can get it through your Apple subscription. Um, you can get a free trial, and then I think it's seven ninety nine a month. But That's yeah, cheap. get get the free trial. Check out High Stakes twenty twenty two. Check out High Stakes twenty twenty. Um, amazing. Oh, beautiful stuff. And I, I think just on Aussie Open, just every time they're in the ring, they're just creeping up the ladder. Of, they're eventually the number one tag team in the world. Yeah, you know, they're in top five easily now. Every time they're raising their stock. And Aussie Open matches are better in the UK than they are in Australia because the crowd gets it. Yeah. Uh, let's preview what's coming up this weekend. And we've got MCW's Fight to Survive. We had a chat to Evan about his match, but there's plenty of other stuff on the card when Team Business take on Team Icon. That is his match. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he's in the main event. Yeah. He, uh, he's got squats in there. Tony, your favourite wrestler? Yep. Yeah. So hopefully... Emmons Amazing that all squats. the people who are the biggest fans of squats don't do any. I've started. I could never chant for squats because I hate them so much. That, that, yeah. that, that's when you know people that aren't cheering for squats, they're the ones that have done them before. It's like you'd never be able to get burpees over. Is there the, one of the worst things to do? Um, I hope I didn't plant a seed there. But Mikey, if he starts doing burpees in the ring, I don't think he's going to win any tag team no. fan. Like his Bro. teammates will walk out on him. Yeah, <laughs> sprawls. Yeah, um, I think this is a stack card. Brooksy versus Mark Moretti, Tony. Uh, yeah, your favorite? No, it's uh, his brother, Mick. Oh, Mick, is it? Oh, sorry, Tony. Unfortunately, shout out Unlucky. to Mark Moretti, who's um, um, got a bit of an injury at the moment. Yeah, Mick cool. Moretti. Marcus Cool. Marcus yeah, Mick cool. Moretti. So shout injury. out to Mark Moretti. Yeah, I'm, I'm shouting out Marcus Cool. Oh, yeah. you called Mark Moretti. Yeah, he's uh, got a really bad neck injury. Uh, it's going to require fusions of bones. Um, that's we'll pretty scary. Few weeks. We'll get him on. Yeah, for a chat. Ha- have a chat. Um, but yeah, this this card's pretty stacked. Royce versus Matt Diamond. Um, another match. Matt we'll Diamond may as well move to Melbourne. He'll be well, saving on airfares. Well, maybe maybe uh, he and Jess Troy um, Airbnb'd for a week because uh, she's on the card as well. Um, so yeah, the part-time down here. Uh, yeah, it's like Royce versus Matt Diamond, that's probably a match that could go across a few promotions over the next year. Um, and the highlight of the show, Tony, is Cracker Jack's graduation yeah. ceremony, mate. Oh. i tell you what, Tony, is there any chance that we can get Cracker Jack on next week after his graduation when he's well, talk about what he's got coming up? Leave it with me and uh, I'll see what I can do. But I reckon I'll... Uh, I Cracker can guarantee Jack and I are very good mates. Cracker Jack next week. 
Cracker Jack and I are very good mates, and we well, go back a long way. Last time you well, and t- let me let me guarantee you one hundred percent. If I don't have Cracker Jack next week, I will not do another show ha- for twenty twenty two. Hang on a second, Tony. In the in the interview, you you gave away tickets you didn't have, and you had to scramble and email. Now I'm, and now I'm show. tickets. Now I'm booking now, an interview. I don't. And have, now you're booking either. an interview. You haven't spoken to. To I be don't fair know to Tony, to, to be fair to Tony, he gave away tickets he didn't have, and now he's got better tickets to give away. <laughs> so I'm expecting us to have um, Kenny Omega on next week. <laughs> so I, so we've gone from the student Aman the kid, and we're getting the student Cracker Jack next week. I like it. That's not bad, Tony. You've yeah. done well. Leave it with me. We'll have Cracker Jack next week by hook or crook. He's not well, the most reliable. Um... You are you are a crook, Tony. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, anything else we need to say about MCW fight to survive? Uh, the tickets still for sale if they're if they there are tickets still for sale. Thornbury Theatre Saturday night, seven thirty kickoff. Getting your hands on them. Um, I saw Cracker Jack's brother this morning. Do you know he assaulted me on Saturday night, Tony? Good and rightly so. I, I was going to training say, your bludger. Yeah, I, was I did today. see him bully you into going back to the gym, and I thought it was a good thing. He put me in a Tongan death grip. And More rightly people. so. More people should be bullied going to the gym. It hurts. The best part was it didn't even look like Gore like moved. Like he, he just like rested also. rested his hand on Welsh's shoulder. The next minute, Welsh's right knee went out and he I, he was gone. The know. nerve hold, he was he was gone. Um, also, Gore didn't remember doing it. Uh, yeah. But look, I reckon he probably looked at you and he looked at Lyle and went. Gee, you got some catching up to do. You need to get in that gym if you want to be as big as that guy. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to look. Trust me, there's not a part of me that wants to look like Lyle. That's never has lie. been. No, I can be. totally understand. Hey, uh, how could been... you understand that, Tony? What does that mean? <laughs> I don't what does that mean? <laughs> Listen, I, I'm going to take offence to Welshy, but I'm going to take extreme offence to that, Tony. <laughs> I love you. You know that. EP, uh, uh, just finally, guys, before we get into what's happening on the weekend, EPW has uploaded Hot Summer Nights to YouTube cool. for free. For free. There's Two some, bangers uh, on that. There's some bangers yeah. on that. So watch Yeah. It. Davis Storm uh, versus Damian Slater. Got rave reviews. Marcus Pitt yeah. versus Gavin McGavin. Rave reviews. Go get it. It's for free. Uh, Two banger of matches. Come on. I'm watching that. Free wrestling. Free wrestling. Yeah, I'm watching it then, for sure. Oh, shout out to Davis Storm as well. We had a nasty concussion uh, yes. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so um, he's uh, taken a... Taking a deep breath at the minute. He and is. Uh, Time yeah. for a comedy gimmick, Davis. Yes. Yeah. Come we out did as seem a, grand- a little bit. Could he come out as a grandfather? He did. He did do a little bit of comedy up in um, the Coliseum tournament. He's a very night, funny too, man. In the in the tag match that he had with uh, Chris Basso, he did a bit of comedy stuff there. I think I think it's got legs. And uh, tune in next week to hear Tony's review of EPW Hot Summer Night. I'm, I'm going to go watch it. You bet. Good. I promise you I'll have one. And I'll have Cracker like Jack too. don't watch any wrestling. Jeez. Uh, hey, just correct me. if this, Is PCW Slam on Thursday night? Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, one hour show tomorrow. It's a triple triple threat. Is that what you call Beautiful. them? Yeah, that'll do. Uh, yep. That's in Fertree Gully, of course. Nothing on Friday. And then Saturday night, of course, MCW's Fight to Survive at Thornbury Theatre. If you want two tickets to that, if you haven't got your tickets yet, all you need to do is tell us what brand of toilet paper Emin, the kid, uses. 
and, and we'll it's draw not that. Sorbent. We will draw that by four o'clock on Friday. Not sorbent. It's not sorbent. It's not Kleenex either. Uh, Kleenex. Let us know on our socials. We're drawing it four o'clock Friday, so that's the cutoff I time for Kilton. that. Uh, PWSA Summer Rumble in Adelaide and Kingdom Wrestling Rogue One in Dungong. Dung Dong. BCW our, also yeah, have Shane McMahon away, as a special guest on there. No. <laughs> can you can you e- email Shane now and see if you can get him on in a I'll couple see of if weeks? I can time? try that too. That'll When's his non compete up? Wouldn't it be good to have a shoot with Shane McMahon? He doesn't have much on. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I, I look forward to him uh, look, moving to China. He was meant to be going to Saudi Arabia. Right? He was meant to be going to Saudi Arabia. I know he's free that weekend. I wonder what the observer would say then. I don't know, ask Frankie. Mm. Hey, guys, always a pleasure. See you Saturday night at MCW. Excellent. And two of our listeners. All right, see you guys. And we'll catch you, if not at MCW, next week right here on the show when Cracker Jack will join us for a great interview right here on the Turnbuckle. We hope.